Hi, we're Donnie and Chelsea. We're best friends, mortal enemies, and the hosts of I Am The Cute One. On our show, we'll chat movies, gossip about pop culture and current events, but mostly we'll overshare, trauma dump, and embarrass ourselves publicly. After all, we're millennials, so we've been living and laughing and loving through unprecedented events every few years our entire lives. So if talking is your love language, subscribe to I Am The Cute One. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. On 9-11, our nation made a commitment to never forget. Since then, it's been the Tunnel to Towers Foundation honoring those words with action. So many people gave their lives while saving others on 9-11. Tunnel to Towers carries forward that legacy of courage and heroism by honoring our country's military and first responder heroes, people who are willing to die for you and me. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I wanted to talk about all of our favorite reality shows, but I wanted to do it in a slightly different way. See, I got on Instagram. I asked you guys, hey, ask me anything about any of the shows, reality TV related that is, and let's talk about them. Y'all asked me a variety of questions, everything from marriage to medicine to Love Island to, to, to Atlanta Housewives to Beverly Hills. Y'all asked about everything. So you know what? Let's get into it. It's your weekly episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. know that this past weekend was a busy one for me. I was barely posting. I was barely at home. Beyonce dropped Renaissance. It was the time of my life. I listened to it about 1800 times. Loved it each time even more. I'm still listening to it on repeat. What's y'all favorite song from Renaissance? You know what? I I want that to be the question for the week. 
when y'all hear this episode, I want y'all to comment on the, the promo for it. And I want y'all to tell me what your favorite Renaissance song is. What song moved you to chorus? See, there's a little stretch on the album that I just love. I mean, I, the, the entire album goes for me. Don't get it twisted. But I want to say one thing. One, Break My Soul hits even harder when you play energy right before it. I don't know what it is, but that that whole like four and a half, five minutes right there, everything I need in life. But then when you get around track eight, once you get that plastic off the sofa, then you move into Virgo's groove. Then you go down to move with Tim's and Grace Jones, and then you end it with heated. Woo! I'm telling you, listen. Y'all don't even y'all don't need to even have a Grammy Awards this year. Just give Beyonce all of the things like you always do, and just go on about your day. Don't ha- don't invite Harry Styles. I love Harry Styles as much as anybody else. Don't invite him. Don't invite Drake. Uh, don't invite Adele. Don't invite none of their asses. Okay, you can invite Summer Walker because I love her, <laughs> and that's all I was listening to before Beyonce dropped this CD. So I need I I just need y'all to do right. Okay. It was a renaissance weekend for me, but also I wasn't home at all this weekend, so I was barely posting on Instagram. Uh, I didn't have time to record, but you know me, I, who these past two weeks especially, I record almost every single day. Y'all, I I love, uh, shout out to Christina Ariel. She basically said the exact same thing that all of y'all said. She was like, you have been on about 13,000 different podcasts, and I have. Like, I, y'all know I record with Emily every week because we do uh, Atlanta recaps on her YouTube channel, and then it gets put on her podcast. I have done, like, uh, I recorded with Nora recently. I recorded with Sal from the Who Asked Me podcast. I, I, I literally can't even remember. I recorded with Donnie and Chelsea. That episode came out recently of I'm the Cute One. Recorded with Pat. You know, I was doing my own episodes during this time, too. It was Whew, it was a lot, okay, a lot. I was recorded with Stephanie from the Mocha Menace podcast. Like, just look on the page. You'll see all this stuff if you want to go and listen. All amazing episodes. Ooh, shit. I just realized I didn't watch part two of the Love and Marriage DC reunion. Okay, I'll do that during work tomorrow because you know me. So I'll do that. Um, In the meantime, though, I'm rambling about all my life problems. Y'all don't give a damn. Uh, if you want to check out any of those episodes, they're all out there. They were very fun. You know, I love all of those people. Who I've been having a time. I'm pinning people down for the podcast is an ordeal, and I have a couple of I have a couple of interviews that I'm just super excited about. I want to get them out there, but I'm having you know we're having to like you know when you talk to people that are on TV and stuff, it's hard to like pin down exact times and stuff. So we've had to reschedule a couple of times and like that kind of stuff. But there are two people in particular I'm really excited to talk about that. Hopefully I'll get those episodes to y'all within this next couple of weeks. I'm hoping I go on vacation next week from Thursday to really that Monday. So I'm gone for a while. We got a We got a whole little event. I'll tell y'all about that next week when I record the episode, but we got all of that. Oh my God. Socks is doing the most in the background right now. She literally has to be right under me when I record sneezing, doing all kind of shit. Lord, she doing all of that. But I let's get into some of these questions. Y'all asked me a lot of good questions and y'all, I love the fact that my audience is so wide ranging and wide reaching that y'all literally asked me about all of the shows. Like y'all asked me all kinds of stuff and I'm ready to get into it. So Let's jump into the first question. Now, I did get 
a plethora of questions. Some were repeats and some were like, you know, overlapping. I'm not going to do all of the questions. I'm just going to answer, you know, enough till it kind of feels like a good cutoff. Okay. I haven't planned any of my answers either. I want to say that I did not want to plan this out. I wanted to read these questions and shoot from the hip because I didn't want to be like overly politically correct or anything like that. No, I just want to read these questions and give y'all my honest opinion. So let's get into it. Let me also say before I get too far into this, I'm not going to say usernames because I didn't get permission from everyone to do so. And, you know, I don't want to I hate doing it. It's like an invasion of privacy if y'all don't give me permission. So I'm just going to, you know, I'll shout y'all out on Instagram or something. But y'all know who y'all are. Y'all know what's y'all's question. So let's let's get into it. Okay. the first question, which I love is, do you think sudden if she didn't speak out like so strongly against Erica last year that she'd have as many stands as she does now? Great question. Honestly, I think yes. I think Sutton would have just as many fans because one, Sutton is very, very, very different from the rest of the cast. And Sutton also was in that friend role and she vied, she was vying for a main position. Like Sis was playing her role. Sis did what she needed to do. And you're not going to do all of that, whether it's their first season or their second season, you're not going to do all of that and then not get, you know, bumped up because you were really the center of all of the things that were going on. You had issues with Crystal. You had issues with Erica. You had issues with Kyle claims to be your friend, but that is not your friend. So you've had issues with everybody on that show in one season. So it it really, I mean, she, the world revolves around her. She is the son for those girls. So she, I, I think at least in my humblest of opinions, that she probably still have such a, a big fan base if she hadn't gone against Erica. One, because she's an outsider. And we all know the Fox Force 5 doesn't let people in very easily unless they're ass kissers. And I think that Garcelle and Sutton play their role as the outsiders of, or the antithesis of the Fox Force 5 well enough to where they're like, you know what? None of this shit y'all are saying makes sense. We're Y'all are saying this, but we're seeing the exact opposite. You're trying to play me for a fool. Don't play with my intelligence. And so I think that, okay, a really good comparison. I compare Sudden, her season last year with Erica. Yes, I do think that helped catapult her to the level of fans that she does have now because she really was the one holding her feet to the fire on this show. I think that I compare that that whole Erica versus Sudden thing and Sudden gaining fans were I related to Portia and Nini, not Portia and Nini, Portia and Kenya back in season six. You know, season five was a rough season for Portia. Andy didn't think she was going to come back. Then she got a great speech at the reunion, showed that she was really good at being a housewife. So then she came back. Cordell filed for divorce. But all in that season, she gave us the hair. She gave us the makeup. She gave us, like, the, the comedy that we're used to seeing from Portia. And not only that, most importantly, she gave us the opposite of Kenya. She was in opposition of Kenya the entire time. So it was like, okay, Kenya, you know, speaking as a fan, Kenya is the one who is clearly the villain. Kenya pokes and pokes at people like Portia and tries to make her feel stupid and bad for herself. And then at the reunion, Portia stuck up for herself in a very physical way. And that's why right after that, 
those rumors circulated online because we didn't know if this fight actually happened or what. Rumors started circulating. People started following Portia online like crazy. And Portia's stardom kind of shot up from there. She became a mainstay on the show. People started to like her. She started getting Dish Nation, like all this kind of stuff. Things worked out for Portia. So I think her and Sutton kind of have the same the same trajectory in a way. Now, I don't think Sutton's going to be like as famous as Portia is. Like Portia, you know, has done all the things. She's been on the Emmys red carpet, does Dish Nation, uh, all that kind of stuff. So had her own spinoff. I don't think any of that's going to, well, I, let me not, <laughs> let me, let me let Sutton manifest her own things. How about that? I'll say that, but I do think that Sutton would still have some fans, probably just not to the level that she does. I think that beef with her between her and Erica was honestly mutually beneficial. The next question is, why can't we get Love Island UK in real time? She wants all opinions about it. You know, listen, all you got to do is put a battery in my back, wind me up, and I will talk about Love Island for 77 years. That's all I need, okay? Listen, I just did an episode probably a week ago with Raven of Bitches Better Podcast, and we talked all things Casa Amor, all things Love Island UK. It was amazing. Go listen to that episode, but I'm going to run down. I'm going to run through each one of the couples, and I'll kind of give you my not really hot takes because damn all of them, but I'm going to give you my, my opinions about everybody. Luca and Gemma, if I could, I would start a Luca hate account, but I'm not that vicious. I cannot stand Luca's ass. I don't know if I've ever disliked an Islander more than I dislike Luca. I don't even know where it stems from, but... I found him to be a gaslighter. He does everything wrong, in my opinion. He's that guy that hypes everybody up for their bad behavior, but then he sits there and is literally the most boring Islander ever because he only ever, he doesn't do anything TV-worthy, but then he feels the need to constantly try to make others do his bidding. But it's not really his bidding. It's just, he's boring. I hate him. He makes me like Gemma, though, in a way, and makes me hate her at the same time because, one, why don't you just go with Billy? You and Billy would be such a, a more amazing couple than you and Luca. Luca sucks. Don't bring yourself down him. Now he's literally, literally had the, the most innocent footage of ever from this little movie night. And now he has to be the victim. He's always, oh my God, Beyonce had an amazing quote in her new song. It's called Heated. She said, you want to be the villain and the victim at the same time. And I'm like, you know what? That is Luca. That's Luca all day. Hate Luca. Luca, this is a Luca uh, hate account. If you want to join somebody to start a club, I would, damn it, I'm paying dues. I don't give a damn. Uh, Danica, I hope she finds love. She deserves it. I really like her. She has not gotten a fair shake in the house. So I'm hoping at some point she gains I don't know. I want her to gain a friend with somebody. She's with, coupled up with Billy right now, so I'm okay with that. I like Billy. I like that he bothers Luca so much. That's really the best thing about him. Uh, Dami in India. Dami, let me tell you something. They showed their movie night. Dami showed his whole ass. His whole ass at Casa Amor. I'm talking about his whole black ass at Casa More, and I feel like I didn't see half of their footage when they were at Casa More, but baby, he showed out. India didn't do nearly that much now. I know they both came back with uh, different couples or whatever and made their way themselves back to each other, but whoo, damn me, you lucky that girl wanted to actually come on back with you. 
Uh, y'all know how much I love me some Ekin Sue. Ekin Sue is one I want to win this show this season. If she were to come back in the future, like if it didn't work out with her and Davide, I want her to come back in the future and be the bombshell like Adam was this season. I want that to happen. Davide, she makes me like Davide more. Davide is still a child, though. He's way too ego-driven. He's the person that his pride is always going to win out. He will never, ever ever let his pride down he's the guy that was raised to be you know if a woman scorns you you can never forgive her but you can do whatever you want to a woman that kind of mentality not a davide fan but like him a lot more in ekansu's presence uh titty sucking ass andrew and crybaby tasha both of them can go sick of them i don't think i need to say more than that really sick of both of them because they they make oh bye uh, glad, so glad. The only person I hated more than Luca was Jacques or Jax or whatever y'all want to call him. So glad he's gone. And I'm glad that Paige gets to couple up with somebody else. Even though Adam, I hated him on his season too. He, I like him in this context because he's not taking up all the air in the room, first of all, but he's still an overarching presence to kind of make the boys a little bit crazy and i kind of love that plus him and Paige look a lot better together than jackson page did so i'm here for all of that who else is in the house if you're not if i didn't call your name and you're in the house you're not relevant sorry by the way love island usa is fantastic this season like now right now it's kind of appointment television for me me and kaya from the bravo black podcast we watch it Every single night it comes out. And it comes on from like Tuesday through Sunday. I think Saturdays are those weird unseen bits episodes that I never watch. I've I always hated those. Waste of time. But um, it comes on like Tuesday through Friday and then Sundays. And it is so good. I'm ready. So if you like Love Island UK, usually I, I know what y'all are saying. Love Island US sucks. Usually it does. Season three was a little better than its predecessors. But now it's on Peacock, and I feel like it's leaps and bounds better than it's ever been. Like, having this and UK airing at the same time, amazing! So I'm on board with it. I want y'all to start watching it. We're only like two, two and a half weeks in, so y'all can really join in. Like, you can still binge it. It's very bingeable right now. Take you a PTO day, watch it. Come on in, because I need to know all your opinions about Sarita, Zeta, uh, 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 Deb. Timmy, Jesse, I need to know all your opinions about all of them people. Not Felipe, child, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But anyway, somebody asked me if I think they'll fire Erica Jane soon, obviously referring to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And short answer, no. I think that after this season, I think two of the Fox 4 or 5 can go. I think that it would be ambitious to think that Kyle Richards is going to get fired. She's not going to get fired. She, even though she hasn't brought nearly as much to the table as other OGs across the franchises, Beverly Hills has always been a little more boring than the other girls. So she's their boring queen. They they need someone like in the forefront of that show. Lisa, Lisa, not Vanderpump's gone. Uh, Brandy's not there. You know, they, they need someone kind of forefront and she's, she's their queen so she's probably not going anywhere anytime soon so she'll be there that leaves three remaining of the other three dorit lisa renna and erica jane erica jane clearly offers a lot more than the other girls i think after this season i think dorit is definitely gone this has to be her last season because i don't see what the hell she offered 
and Lisa Renna, it's been past time for you to go. And all the shit you've got going on online, it's, sis, it just, it ain't working for you. So in my opinion, drop those two. Erica Jane will probably still be here. And then since y'all putting Taylor in OC, y'all can bring Cynthia Bailey to Beverly Hills. What's wrong with that? Let Cynthia Bailey and Mike Hill do what they do. Let's see them. And then maybe bump Sheree up. Not me making the class, ha- <laughs> the cast have black. Y'all will be okay. Shit. I, that's what I want to see. I'm tired of Lisa Renner. We need to move on, get a new whatever, because now she's just, I don't know what character she's playing on this show, but I need her gone. The read, you boring the hell out of me. And then at the beginning of the season, you didn't want anybody else to feel any kind of emotions because you had a monopoly on emotions because you got robbed. Hated that. Won't you gone too? I, you just, y'all don't offer anything to me new. At least Erica Jane, you know, she'll always find conflict with people because she's so damn self-centered. And Kyle Richards, she's at least a producer behind the scenes. So, I mean, for being honest, it's Garcelle's show now. So, as long as she's there, they'll be okay. But I think that half of the Fox Force 5 needs to go because all of the secrecy that they have, all of this agreeing not to talk about certain things, but then wanting to cling to these storylines that last way too long. Mm-mm. Time to go. Let's move on. I hate it all. Bye. Someone asked, after Bluestone Manor X-Wives Club, do we think Dorinda still needs to be paused? Uh, short answer, hell yeah. <laughs> Long answer, Dorinda is just mean. I think that Dorinda, if she returned to her original form, I think now the fans, unfortunately, have gassed her head up so much that she thinks that that main persona is really where she needs to be. And it's really, really, really not like, I, I don't know, girl, I don't know what you're doing. To be honest, I, I, Dorinda, you're going to be on pause permanently. I think, I don't know if maybe, okay. If they do finally get the cast of legacy back, most likely you'll be invited back to that. I do see you getting invited back to that, but I don't know, Dorinda, you, It'll be on Peacock. They might watch, but honestly, after one season, if you just as mean and nasty as you were to everybody that was in your house, which was a bold choice, by the way, making the setting to the second season of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Club be Bluestone Manor, that was a choice because now you gave Dorinda way too much power. Now you can't disrespect her in a home and everybody needs to be disrespected on these shows in order for it to work. I don't know. I Dorinda... I'm not a fan. I used to love Dorinda, but Dorinda, after a while, it just became like you picking on people that won't pick back. See, it's a big difference when, like, say, like, okay, people say that Drew gets picked on in Atlanta sometimes, but I honestly think that Drew will pick back. Like, Drew is going to do the most, whatever. She's going to go up against you if she needs to. She don't care if it's somebody that's been on the show since season one or just got on the show this season. She will pick a fight with you, too. So it feels like it's evenly matched. That, I don't mind at all. I don't like it because in New York, Dorinda punks them girls from left to right. Nobody has the balls to say anything to her. And that's just not fun TV. Like, I need Dorinda to just stay on pause. We don't need her back. If you do Legacy, honestly, I'm not interested in a Real Housewives in New York Legacy anyway. So it'll be y'all. It's real honestly up to y'all. It's y'all's opinion. If y'all want her back, bring her back. But has nothing to do with me. I don't know if I'll be watching that iteration of the show. Honestly, don't know because uh, I don't know. They say Ramona isn't on it anymore. So 
that might be a good enough reason for me to at least check it out. But I'm more interested if they do bring New York back. I want to see the the split version. I want to see the one where they're like looking to actually diversify a cast. That looks new to me. I like a new Housewives franchise anyway. So I'll check that out. But the legacy, not interested. I told y'all, if you want to hook me into a legacy show, give me Atlanta legacy and give me what? New Jersey legacy. Because current New Jersey bores the hell out of me too. I'm not going to lie. Like they have good episodes, but I'm, Oh, I'm, I'm just, they do the same thing season after season. It's just when you keep the same cast for so long, what the hell else are you going to argue about, honestly? And that's the problem that they're suffering with right now. So if they do come back with a new girl front and center, then maybe, maybe. But I want New Jersey legacy. That's what the hell I want. Give me Dina. Give me Caroline. Give me Jackie. Put Teresa on that one, even though that means that the other show will immediately fail. And give me Danielle Staub. Like, that's the legacy I want to see. I don't care about anything else. That's the legacy that I want to see. Hey, you could even invite Kathy Wakili with her. You know what? Let me move the hell on because I was really about to go in on that lady. A lot of you asked me about my overall thoughts about this season of Married to Medicine. Most of y'all seem very, very happy about it. I am too. This season, so last season I said, you know, once they got rid of Mariah, I was very, very hesitant. I was like, uh-uh, where we going with this? What we doing? And then they dropped Quad down too. Now, you know I'm not the biggest Quad fan, but Quad appears to be pretty necessary to this show. She does. She seems to be... Ooh, very much needed. She's needed. I don't know. She they, they need her over there. So last season started off very slow. Finally started heating up around the middle, and then it, you know, ended strong. Uh, this season kicked off with a bang. They're really doing what they need to do. I'm really enjoying Marriage to Medicine this season. Heavenly versus Contessa is a mess. Like, I know. So me and Emily, of uh, she speaks Bravo. We actually had a whole conversation about Marriage Medicine. It'll be on her latest uh, YouTube video of us recapping Atlanta. And we talked about, it's really weird that Quad is the one defending Heavenly when she should honestly be the one that's as upset as Contessa is. Contessa. She should be the one really upset. Not Cont- I don't know what the hell Contessa's mad about. I honestly feel like Heavenly really kind of she she held back honestly she kind of held back in a lot of ways so i think she kept it to the confines of the show i don't think she said anything truly nasty about scott or about contessa because she really likes them so i don't think that was ever really a, a a fair fight for contessa to be mad about i'm not policing anybody's feelings she mad about it then she's mad about it take it over heavenly you did y'all had an intervention didn't work what we doing now? Like I, I get it. So very weird. But I, if anybody has a reason to be mad, Quad got a reason to be mad. You talking about that lady sucking and slurping and burping all over town on married men? I would be mad about that. But I don't know, y'all. Y'all just do what y'all do. Marriage medicine, I'm enjoying no, but. I feel like I won't fully accept it. You know, I always said it to the best show on Bravo. I still stand by that. I do believe that, even though, listen. Potomac, I'm ready for Potomac to come back because they always give it to me too. So, but Married to Medicine, bar for bar, is still the best show on Bravo. I will say that I've, you know, I'm, I've always been very adamant about that from season one going forward. Has always been the best. 
but I can't fully give them my blessing anymore until Mariah gets put on reality TV again. I want Carlos King to make Love and Marriage Atlanta, and I want her to be the nucleus, okay? I need that to happen. And I feel like with enough pressure from all of us, it'll happen. When she was on his podcast, it genuinely seemed like it could happen. So I don't know if Mariah would like be interested in doing that since she would like not be the creator anymore. But I think it'd be a great opportunity for her. She can build a new relationship with own instead of Bravo and the people want her back. They want to see what she's talking about. So I say, bring her over to own and let's get this ship started. And then I can fully invest in married to medicine the way I want to. Cause I always kind of look at it with a side eye now. Cause you know, Mariah is my favorite reality TV. I love me some Mariah Huck. I do. I can't go up for Mariah Huck enough. So I'm not even going to start, but oh, bring back Mariah love and married to medicine. That's all I got for them right now. Somebody wanted to know, what do I expect from this season of the bell collective? I love me some bell collective. Love the premiere. I expect a whole lot of laughs because they are a funny, funny cast. I expect a whole lot of drama because Marie is back. <laughs> Latrice is back and they cannot stand each other. And I expect a whole lot of drama because this whole thing that we got in this premiere with Letitia's friend sitting down with her and they talking about she's been dating uh, the guy that Tambra is trying to have a baby with right now. Like, that's messy messy and Letitia coming to this dinner and grilling them left and right. Oh, that is some good TV. Okay. I hope that that continues. Cause I want to see how that works out. I'm definitely interested in that storyline. I want to see, I, you know, honestly, I like their personal lives too. I'm interested in Letitia. If her and Glenn are gonna, you know, work it out. I want to see if Marie, how this, uh, grandbaby living with her full time, how it affects like her relationship with her son, because one, that is a tragedy that happened to, uh, his, the, the mother of, uh, her granddaughter or her grandson. Sorry. And I, all of that is just super sad. And I want to see like how that affects their dynamic because they've already had some tension in previous seasons. And I wonder if it's going to exacerbate it or if it'll actually bring them a whole lot closer. I want to see that. Uh, Latrice and Zaddy, that's always funny. I don't know what the hell they be doing behind closed doors. I don't know. I want to see if Tamra go actually get pregnant with this child. I would like to see that. And then we got two new girls. So we got rid of Antoinette, the dentist. And I don't know if she quit or if she was fired. I don't know what the case was, but Antoinette is gone. And they've brought in two people, Aikisha, and they've brought in So Gucci. So Gucci was on the first episode, and I'm already feeling her. She's already funny to me. Her and her husband look like they just country as a, a road lizard. So I'm ready to see where that goes. I need to see all of that. I'm ready to see how Bell Collective unfolds. We've only, you know, we've, we're, we're very fresh in the new season, only one episode out. So if y'all haven't watched before, I know listeners of my podcast most of y'all have because i recapped bell collective episode by episode when it was airing originally i think that was back in was it 2020 or 2021 it was felt like forever ago but if you haven't watched go back it's on demand go watch the whole first season it's only i think eight episodes and then a one or two part reunion so very very easy binge go watch it it was great we all loved it hilarious show i want y'all to watch it this go round because it was a show that i've been waiting to come back for a very long time
Okay. One thing I honestly was not expecting when I put out that, uh, you know, I wanted to do a Ask Me Anything about reality TV. I wasn't expecting the amount of Southern Charm questions that I got. I thought you guys knew that I only stay in Southern Charm, New Orleans. Like, that's my shit. Bring Tamika Lee back, okay? Bring back Barry. Bring back all of them. Bring back Reagan and Jeff. That's who I want to see, okay? I don't give a damn about Southern Charm, uh, Charleston. Not my people. Listen, every now and then, have you ever walked into a room and especially like if you're a person of color, if you're a woman, if you're like, if you have, you're walked into a room and you just immediately felt uncomfortable. You're like, Oh, this is not, this isn't my group of people. This isn't my ministry. This is not my vocation. I, I do not feel comfortable here. I think I need to leave. And it's obvious because all these eyes on me, they're not see, used to seeing somebody that looks like me. Maybe I need to go. That's the feeling I've always got about Southern Charm. Southern Charm has never felt inviting to me as a black viewer. So I've always just kind of pushed it away. I have. Plus, I find Austin and Craig to be two of the most disgusting people on TV. So... I, I, I don't know, not, not my show, just not my show. I've watched enough of it to where I know everybody. I know the plot lines and all this, you know, I know enough about it, but I'm just, it's not my vocation, honestly. I, and plus, so, you know, I got, I got a lot of Southern Charm questions. A couple of people specifically asked me, how about, how do I feel about the treatment of Vanita? See, my cousins over at Bravo Wild Black, they have filled me in all I need to know, and that's the reason why I won't be jumping into the season at any point. Way too many microaggressions. That conversation that Bravo Wild Black posted, I was like, oh, no, see, I I can't do it. That ain't me. That's going to have me mad. And then Bravo go block me because if you <laughs> piss me off that much, I'm going to start tagging you, and that's going to piss me and you off. So, Bravo, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm just going to ignore the show. I feel like we have enough mess already going on. That's enjoyable mess to me. I don't need to dabble my feet into Charleston. I'm okay on that. I'm just going to stick to the things that I knew. And I don't know those guys over there. Okay. I don't know them. I don't want to get to know them. I don't want to invite them over for tea and crumpets. I don't want to invite them damn sure over for no oxtails because oxtails are too damn expensive. Maybe a neck bone, a neck bone. ain't that you can get a pack of neck bones for like $5. You might could come over for some neck bones. You cannot come over for uh, oxtails. Honestly, you can't come over for neck bones either because they be real good and meaty. And that's too, I'm not willing to share that with you, especially Austin and Craig sitting up talking to Tommy Laren. You know what? Let me, let me not go down this rabbit hole. Oh, no, Bravo talks about that enough for the both of us. I'm not doing it. Sorry, Southern Charm. You dusted. Ooh, one question that I love pertaining to back to Beverly Hills again. It says, what is your honest take on Beverly Hills? The drama with Kathy Hilton. What do you believe? Okay. I honestly don't know what to believe. The problem with it is Beverly Hills and the cast, especially I always come back to Lisa Renner. They do a lot of gassing us up to let us down. And that's the reason I have such trust issues with Beverly Hills. So they've said everything from like Kathy Hilton went on a racist rant to Kathy Hilton physically assaulted someone all kinds of things. They said homophobic slurs. So like, I literally don't know what to believe. 
But when the cast does this much jumping up and down and stuff, but then we see Kathy hanging out with Garcelle and uh, Cherie and, you know, it's all the... Ne- it's weird to me. So, I honestly, I don't know what to believe. With Beverly Hills, I always want to see it play out first because the thing is they will drag something to hell. And if we don't see what they're talking about on this show, that's going to really make me stop watching the season because what the hell are we even doing? If that's the case, why is Kathy here? Like if you, if she had all this drama and y'all had this trip that needed to be talked about and all this kind of stuff, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, I don't get it. So I need to, I feel like I need to actually watch and just see what's, gonna happen because i don't know what to believe now if it's just something silly like if none of that is true and then it's just about her uh saying something about kyle or them people listen what y'all can't do on the outside meaning lisa dorit eric anybody garcelle i don't care who it is what y'all can't do is try to police the relationship between two sisters that's gonna always i don't care if it's two brothers two sisters a brother and a sister sibling relationships are very different and it's going to be volatile sometimes it's going to be incredibly loving sometimes so for them to if it's only like kathy said something about kyle i'm sure she did like so what kathy was probably pissed kyle probably honestly deserved it (laughs) from what we've seen so i don't i gotta watch with beverly hills i don't know i don't know what to believe i'm not gonna let them gas me up and hype me up and have we gotten a mid-season trailer for Beverly Hills? I'm trying to think now. I don't know. If we haven't, oh, that, that's too many episodes. Uh-uh. I don't know now. You know, that them in Atlanta, they running neck for neck right now. But Atlanta has already had their mid-season trailer. I don't know. All right, now. You can quit playing. I don't know if they, uh, or maybe they did, actually. I don't know. Actually, I think they did have it. I don't know. Child, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't be paying attention to Beverly Hills like that, y'all. <laughs> At this point, y'all know it. I watch it to make memes for y'all. But Beverly Hills has barely been holding my... Wednesday nights, as a matter of fact, have barely been holding my attention. The only reason I give Dubai a leg up is because they're new. And I enjoy watching... It feels like vintage housewives to me. And I enjoy watching them. Sunday nights is where it's at for me in, in terms of Bravo. Let me go... Y'all know I like to go through my TV week, so let me go through it. Every night, of course, I watch a new Love Island USA episode. During the day, I watch a new UK episode when it's put up on uh, Hulu, which I hate the fact that we're behind, but I'll I'll, I'll be okay. Uh, Sundays are my Bravo nights, so that's Atlanta Housewives, that's Married to Medicine, and then I watch some other crap. Oh, Big Big Brother, that's reality TV too, so obviously I watch that. Uh, Mondays. That is basketball-wise. Actually, the season is not over. So they had the season finale, but I think it's a mid-season finale because they said coming up on basketball-wise. So I'm guessing after two months or so, they're going to come back for the second half of the season. And I love that. That means that they they have enough confidence in this cast to keep going. So I'm very happy about that because I do love this cast. Uh, Monday night is also The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette is appointment viewing nowadays. I can never watch live because I record on with Emily on Monday nights. But The Bachelorette, this two-person lead is so good. I never, never want them to go back to a one-lead format. I hate that. Don't go back to that. Let's always do two. That is 
amazing. I love it. Let's keep doing that. Um, what else is Monday? Monday, I also watch Industry now because season two is premiering, but that's not reality TV, so I won't talk about that. Uh, Tuesdays, what the hell do I watch? I don't think I watch anything on Tuesdays. I think I mind my business on Tuesdays. I don't know. I might be lying. No, I feel like I probably watch something. Something probably gets added to a streamer. I don't know. Wednesdays is Bravo Night again and Big Brother, except I, I kind of sit through all of that. Except Big Brother. I'm really enjoying Big Brother this season now that the tides have turned. It was a little hard to watch the first week or so, but it got better. So I'm, I'm very invested in Big Brother. Thursdays, I don't know what I watch. So, Chad, what do I watch on Thursday? I don't know. Maybe nothing again. Tuesday and Thursday, maybe I need to find something to watch. Y'all recommended some damn other reality TV shows to me, so maybe I'll look at that, child. I don't know. I'll, yeah, I think I do mostly scripted on Tuesday and Thursday. So, yeah, no reality TV for me. Sharing. Speaking of Big Brother, okay. I got a question that says, how are you feeling about Big Brother overall and the speech made about bullying Taylor? Okay. So there's a black girl on the cast. I think she's one of two black girls that was on the season or that is on the season. And then one I think is maybe mixed. I don't know. She She's the girl that really annoys me. I think her name is, ooh, child, don't give me the line. I don't know. But she's the one that's super, super annoying. And she, uh, oh, she fakes this Southern accent. It's, it's the most annoying thing in the world. I don't know. Maybe I'm sensitive to it because I'm from the city. I don't know. I, I hate her. I hate her. I hate her. Forget her. I don't want how I, I hate her on my TV. Anyway, and she got a broke leg and she still compete. Get, get out of here. Ugh, I, just, I hate it all. Anyway, uh, Taylor has been getting bullied like from the beginning, I feel. I feel like they didn't like her because she was trying to align with some of the guys. And then the other girls like didn't even include all the girls in her alliance. Included like six girls in their alliance and then like had the nerve to be mad at the other girls because they weren't in the alliance that they weren't invited to. Very weird. Taylor tried to help the guys that she wanted to align with and rightfully tell them that Paloma was targeting them. Like she actually said it out of her mouth. But of course the guys didn't believe that they wanted to align with the other girl, but eventually the tides turned. They're now back in Taylor's favor because now they've built this alliance, but she's referring to this speech that was made at the last head of household ceremony where he said, basically, I'm, uh, I want to, what do you say? <laughs> I don't know if she wasn't on the block or what the case was, but he said, I think he had to like put up replacement people and he chose not to put Taylor up because she's had it really hard and they've been bullying her in the house. And then he put up someone else instead, which I loved. We got Amira out the house, which was very smart on them because Amira was doing too much behind the scenes. Was time to get her out. So then Terrence joined the other guy. It's a lot. Okay. Just catch up on Big Brother. And we're not too far ahead on that either. I'm really enjoying this season now. I think that justice for Taylor. I want Taylor to stick around for a while because I'm really rooting for her. I'm rooting for the leftovers now, obviously. I want them to get out all of the people that I hate. I hate Daniel. I hate country accent girl. I hate uh I be forgetting her name too. But y'all know who I hate. Y'all know the people. I just I feel like her name is Peggy. <laughs> There's not a Peggy on the cast, but when I look at her, I think Peggy. I don't know. But get out Daniel, get out Peggy, and get out Miss Country Mamas, cause we hate her too. I love this next question because it kind of mixes all of the things I talk about on this podcast. 
She said, what housewife do you think would make a compelling superhero? And what housewife do you think would make a compelling supervillain? Okay. Superhero first. For me, I would say Eva. I think she'd make a very compelling superhero because she's gone on a very, very interesting journey, like journey as a housewife. I feel like people didn't give her a fair shake when she was on Atlanta because she was in opposition of like Portia and Nene sometimes. So it's really hard when fans don't give them a fair shake because of who they are against. And I always liked Eva on Atlanta. So I'm not going to say too much against her, but I will say if she was a superhero, I think her name would be Weed Woman. And she's very chill now. So her superpower would be smoking a blunt and then very slowly coming to save your life, which is okay. As long as you get saved, that's all that matters. You, you the one needs saving. I mean, you can't put nobody on the damn clock. She'll get there when she get there. Okay. She might have some shit to do. She had to stop and get some Funyuns, some Doritos, a little chili, you know, she had to get some things. Okay. So you just be happy that she coming to save your ass in general. Hell, you might have to get saved by, uh, Jubilee or somebody from the X-Men and she ain't got no damn real power. So yeah, I mean, you better try to get saved by who you can compelling super villain hmm i think it would have to be somebody who plays both sides really well see marvel what they do really well is they do this thing where they make you really feel for their super villains or they'll make the super villain have a stance where you're like you know what i get it i get it like thanos it wasn't just genocide he was rooting for. He wanted to balance out the universe. He wanted to help these starving children, help these societies. Like He wanted to do all of that. So valiant effort, but still genocide at the end of the day. Just saying. And uh, think about like Gore the God Butcher. Like he wanted to, people were relying too much on the gods and they weren't even helping them. So he wanted to kill all the gods because the gods weren't doing nothing for him and his daughter. His daughter died. Like it was, it was a whole whole lot okay so who would make a compelling superhero i don't know that's a thinker right there superhero i think i'm gonna go with brandy glanville now see i wanted to be somebody who i feel like could like a deadpool deadpool is obviously a hero but still goes about it in a very bad way so i think i want to instead of do villain maybe like a good anti-hero Cause I think Brandy could be both. She could be a good guy, but she can also like easily be swayed to the bad side. And that's why they need her back on Beverly Hills. Boop. Okay. I think I'll do two more before I finally end this episode. Cause I didn't think I would ramble <laughs> this damn much, but, um, somebody said they're new to my podcast and they love it. And thank you. Who's in my top five of housewives. Okay. Okay. Y'all know this is a loaded question for me. I have adopted the Oh No Bravo or Oh No Chels. You know, if you've been following for a long time, y'all know Oh No Chels. Uh, I've adopted her model of the top five, like kind of like a starting lineup in like basketball, kind of like a rotating bench. So my top five would probably be, and I'll do current housewives and then I'll try to do all time favorites. So current, I would say Green Eyed Bandits. They take one spot because I, you know, I love me some Green Eyed Bandits. Don't play with me. Uh, Garcelle, love me some Garcelle. Uh, I, as messy as she is, sometimes I love me some Kenya Summer more because I feel like she keeps the show going. Uh, I love me a good OG. I love Sheree Whitfield and I'm enjoying having her back. So I think Sheree will be another one. 
And then, oh, who else am I going to give a spot to? I don't know. Who else can I give a spot to? Um, well, this is Aaron. Current, current, current. You know what? Okay. Hate me or not, I don't care. I, y'all, I love me some Candace Dillard. Candace keeps up plenty of shit, and I love it. And she is the villain that keeps on giving. I just wish that she knew that she was a villain, because if she really leaned into it, she would do all of the things we needed her to do, which she already pretty much does. But I love the things that she keeps up. She keeps this show alive, just like Giselle and Robin keep this show alive, okay? I, I'm here for it. Uh, all-time top five, so, like, obviously, NeNe, we know NeNe is goaded, number one, obviously. Teresa, I've always been kind of a tree hugger. Even when she's wrong, I'll defend her because, well, no, I won't defend her, but I laugh at how wrong and right Teresa is sometimes because it always just tickles the hell out of me. Um, okay, the hot take, but y'all know I got plenty of them. I don't enjoy... Real Housewives of New York, unless Bethany is there. Sorry, I don't. I'm a Bethany fan. Sonia is comic relief. Luann is there to be as delusional as possible and to really, like, buy into the shit that she says out of her mouth. Ramona is a gross, garbage human being. Uh, I, I tune in for Bethany because Bethany checks everybody, and she also simultaneously moves the show forward. So those three Housewives I've always had a great appreciation for. I'm going to add in, ooh, okay. I should have put them, I'm going to switch a little bit. I'm going to put Sheree in my top, oh, I don't know. This is so hard. Boy, oh boy, I don't know. I'm going to just do them three because those three, I feel like I've goaded for a long time. I love that. But I do want to add to my current list. Chanel Ion and Lisa Milan from Dubai. I love. They're the reason why I watch the show. Everybody else on the show is replaceable to me, but I love them. I like Caroline Brooks a lot too, but those two, everything I need them to be. This will be the last question that I tackle. Now, if I didn't get to your question this time, there were a lot. So I'll, I kind of like these episodes. I, kinda, I think I want to start doing them like once a month. Like I try to plan out stuff and plan out my guests and stuff, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. So like this time I had kind of an emergency and I wasn't at home and all kind of things. So I plan on having multiple episodes done, but one of the ones that I was trying to get out to you guys, it just didn't happen. It couldn't come to fruition. It had to get pushed back, postponed. So I wanted to do this. I want to start doing these maybe once a month. So if that's the case, start submitting. I'll start asking. Make sure you submit some good questions to me. I'll answer them. I'll talk about any reality show that I'm watching or have seen. It could be past, present, future, like an upcoming show, whatever. Last question came completely out of left field, and I love it because I... Oh, let me read the question first. She said, Portia's family matters. Did her no favors, yes or no? Okay. Unpopular opinion again. Another hot take. I loved Portia Family Matters because it was the biggest mess we had seen on Bravo. No, it absolutely did not do Portia any favors, but it did show that she can carry a damn reality show, her and her family, and all of her drama. I say I want another season because the ratings did phenomenal. Like, she was pulling in, like, 700K live viewers a week, and that's live viewers. That, didn't, that isn't even live plus three. So, like, I and plus, okay, y'all know certain shows hold a place in my heart because of what I was going through. 
this was coming on around the time where I was in the hospital. So I was literally like, it was what I was looking forward to. I was like, okay, uh, look, I would call my mom, like, mama, come up here. Let's sit down. Let's watch Portia. We go get into it. You know, all the things. So like port that show holds a place in my heart. Cause it was the, one of the few things that could truly make me laugh while I was in the hospital. That show was pure ignorance and I need more of it. Now, with that being said, it absolutely did no favors for her. It made Simon seem like a very down earth guy. I don't think it did any favors for Dennis. It was doing him favors until that last kind of blowout internationally where it looked like he was going swing on Portia. Very weird. So, I don't know. Didn't do many of the family. It made Lauren look great. Lauren seems very zen, very centered. Um, What's the other girl? Uh, Tip. Oh, I can't remember her name, but I like her too. The other cousin that uh, is something with like Tippy or I don't know. But I like her too. I like the family. The family is really good. I, I love all of them. I hope they come back for another season. I haven't heard anything about them filming or anything like that. But I mean, good God, they were. She give her another season. She's on girls' trip now, so maybe. Okay, we know that like from Taylor and uh, Tamra, we know that this can possibly be an audition. So Portia will be on uh, season three of Ultimate Girls Trip. Maybe they figure something out. Maybe they bring Portia back to our TV screen somehow. I don't know. Whatever that looks like, I'm open to seeing it, okay? So, didn't do her any favors, but I did enjoy the show. Come on back. Whew! Y'all, y'all got my damn throat hurt. Not to talk way too damn much. I love doing this episode, though. If you loved it, please tell me. Because if you do, I'll start doing more of these episodes. I do like this. I want to do one this week also. Maybe that's superhero, comic scripted tv related i love all of this so maybe i'll do that too i'll see how y'all react to this one first and then i'll maybe put something up wednesday or thursday of this week and maybe we'll talk about it y'all i've been kendrick this is reality and comics too leave me a five-star rating and review if you want to buy me a coffee feel free www.buymeacoffee.com slash reality comics the number two because they said my name was too damn long sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple podcast or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up to date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2 T-O-O This is Kendrick and I'll see ya
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.